بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمده ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمدللہ tonight is the 24th of February in the year 2023 and inshallah to spend a few sessions discussing the important subject of the afterlife so the blessed month of Sha'aban has entered is either the third or the fourth night uh, during this month our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was seen fasting so one of his companions Osama ibn Zaid radiyallahu anhu he asked because ya rasulullah why do you fast during this month so often so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said there is a month in between rajab and ramadan which people neglect and during this month your deeds are shown to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i would like to be in a state of fasting when my deeds are presented to my lord so this is the hadith in nasa'i imam ahmad's musnad and it's authentic in sahih al-targhib so a few things about this report the first is the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned that rajab and ramadan are not neglected so ramadan obviously being the holy month in which fasting is fard well this clearly indicates that rajab was a month in which people excelled in good deeds but sadly now rajab is being neglected as well but then he said shaaban is neglected so that's interesting and why did he fast he gave the reason is i want to be in a state in which allah the almighty and glorious favors the acceptance of my deeds So this is why our beloved mother Sayyida Aisha radiyallahu said he fasted the entire month of Sha'aban. Another report says most of the month of Sha'aban. So with regards to preparing in a hadith recorded by Hafiz Zahabi in his Seer 11-34 Ahmad ibn Harb rahmatullahi alayhi said I abandoned associating with the wicked and thus tasted the delight of accompanying the righteous i ignored the delights of the world and thus tasted the delight of the hereafter subhanallah so here one of the righteous from our pious predecessors he mentioned two very interesting facts he goes i abandoned associating with the wicked so shaitan beautifies the haram So it's difficult to wean yourself off, i.e. the comedians and those who make time pass on quickly. But there's no goodness in their company because there's no benefit that you acquire. But then he said something very interesting. He goes, when I abandoned associating with the wicked, I tasted the delight of accompanying the righteous. So what's interesting, it's not easy to accompany the righteous. So one example they don't talk much the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was the most he was the least uh, conversing of the companions so is it easy to keep company with a person like this but how do you taste the sweetness of the righteous you give up accompanying the wicked he goes this is one of the ways allah taala does this then he said I ignored the delights of the world. Again, the dunya is an enchanting place. So how do you wean yourself off? 
you wean yourself off, Allah Ta'ala will make you taste the delight of the next. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the righteous, you get this impression that they were already one foot in the next life. Mm-hmm. Why were they yearning so much? Because they ignored the delights of the world. Mm-hmm. Those as with everything in the world, you receive whatever you put in. Hence, if one enjoys the company of the degenerates, then how could one truly enjoy to be with the righteous? Similarly, if one dives into the luxuries of this temporary abode, then why would one look forward to the gift of death? As explicitly mentioned in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, number 3671, Whoever desires the hereafter, let him avoid the glitter of this world. So this is a direct text. So the Prophet said, Arad means whoever intends, whoever has a true intention for the hereafter. There's a condition. Taraka zinata dunya. Avoid the beauty of the world. Then Allah will give you the desire for the next. So zinat means beauty. So the Prophet is explaining they can't go together. The East and the West cannot coexist together. They're separate. Fire and ice can't coexist together. And the hereafter and the world are the same. In fact, there's a report where the Prophet said, the hadith is in Imam Ahmad's Musnad, but it's more authentic from Abu Musa al-Ashari. The report says that whoever desires the world, he harms his hereafter. Whoever desires the hereafter harms his world. Therefore, choose the eternal over the temporal. So this is the rough meaning of the hadith. So again, what is the hadith indicating? They don't go together. You have to choose which one you want to put your heart towards. You put your heart towards the akhirat, the world is going to suffer. You put your desire towards the world, your hereafter is going to suffer. But then the Prophet said, choose the eternal. One's only temporary. Indeed, the less worldly distractions you have in your life, then the more you will be able to focus on the akhirat. For instance, in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, number 25,921, Sahih, our beloved mother Sayyidah Aisha, she said, we once had a drape that had pictures of birds on it. Rasulullah saw it, and he said, Ya Aisha, dunya. O Aisha, remove it. For when I look at it, it reminds me of the world. So now think about this. Are you sinful? for looking at the picture of birds. In fact, you could argue. You say, well, this is a creation of Allah and I'm getting, I'm focusing upon the creation and you go on one. Then you go, fine, no problem. The Prophet said, he said, it reminds me of dunya. Remove it. So what level was he at? He was on a unique level, and all it was, was a drape with pictures. And he said, I shall remove it. When I look at it, it reminds me of the world, meaning anything which reminded the Prophet of the world, he didn't like. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Something not, he didn't have yearning for it. He just reminded because he didn't like that. He goes, remove it. Mm-hmm. 
Indeed, one must always bear in mind that our needs are in reality few in this temporary abode. In Tirmidhi, number 2346 is Hassan. Sayyidina Ubaidullah ibn Mihsan, he relates that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man asbaha minkum aminan fi sirbi. Whichever one of you rises in the morning, safe in their home, mu'afan fi jasadi, in comfort with their body, in the huqutu yawmi, has food for the day, faka'annama hizat lahud dunya, then it is as if they have been given the entire world. So let's look at this. So this is authentic hadith in Tirmidhi. So the first thing, you rise in the morning, aminan, i.e. with safety, safe and secure. So you take that box, you go, right, yes, alhamdulillah, I'm safe and secure. My home is safe and secure. Second box, mu'afan fi jasadi. You haven't got any serious ailments. Your body is healthy. So most of us will take that box. In the hukutu yawmi, you got food for the day. Not for the week. Just that day you've got the food. You take that box. Then look what the Prophet said. فَكَأَنَّمَا حِيزَدْ لَهُ الدُّنِيَا It is as if you've been given the entire world. Now why did he say that? Because he was highlighting your needs are very few. If you add to that list, that's your problem. I need this. You know, people say, I need this. Can't live without it. <laughs> and then you say, oh, creature comfort. And that's interesting. That's not a hadith. That's a saying in English. What do they call it? Creature comfort. Why do they call it a creature comfort? Why not a, a human comfort? So even the the language is telling you there's something not quite right here. <laughs> is there anything wrong with creature comforts? No. If you're low down in the scale. <laughs> so what do I mean? If your iman is weak, doesn't make a difference. If your iman gets stronger, there's a problem. Why? In Imam Ahmad and Abu Naim al Hilya, Sahih Hadith, our beloved Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said to Mu'ad ibn Jabal, he said, O oh Mu'ad, avoid luxury for the chosen servants of the Lord. Avoid luxury. So in this Sahih Hadith, who was the Prophet talking to? He was talking to Mu'ad. So obviously, companion of the Prophet, very high level of Iman. He didn't say it's forbidden. He said, avoid luxury, meaning don't get entangled. Then he explained why. He goes, those who are near and dear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they avoid this. Now, what was the Prophet really highlighting? He was highlighting this is a shortcut to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's your connection to the world. If you've got more of a connection to the world, your actions are speaking louder than your speech. Why? Because Allah ta'ala detests the world. If you're taking more of what he detests, what does that actually mean? But this is why when somebody asked Ali, radiallahu because why did Rasulullah not take anything from the world? So Ali radiallahu said, Allah Ta'ala hates the world. So how could Rasulullah take from it? Mm-hmm. This is in Abu Nu'im al-Hilya. 
So Lord, the Prophet, when the Prophet heard, understood Allah Ta'ala hated, he was the last to go near that. <laughs> but what's interesting, Allah Ta'ala has a very haram. <laughs> Why? That's his kindness. <laughs> Think about it. If something is detested by Allah Subhanahu Wa it should be haram. <laughs> but why is he not made a haram? Because he knows you're weak. <laughs> but he's highlighting that try to get around and learn that your needs are few. <laughs> it is important to highlight that many fall into the above categories, but they are not the blessed. So somebody goes, hang on a minute. I'll take those boxes and I still don't feel the blessings. You've been given the whole world. The Prophet's words are true. The reason is there's another condition. They have to be content with it. Where is that mentioned? Another report. In Sayyid Muslim, number 2426, Abdullah ibn Amr, he relates that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ أَسْلَمَ وَرُزِقَ قَفَافًا وَقَنَّأَهُ اللَّهُ بِمَا آتَى Successful are those who embrace Islam, have been provided with what fulfills their basic needs, and who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made content with what he has given them. So let's look at this. So here in this Sayyid Hadith, the Prophet said, He used the Quranic terminology. In Surah Mu'minun, Allah opens the Surah by saying, Successful are the believers. Now what's interesting about that verse, in Surah Mu'minun, Allah opens it with, with that verse. And what's the Surah called? Mu'minun. So Allah said, successful are the believers. Now you ask people, where is success lied with them? And they'll start coming out with bayans. They go, oh yeah, you know, you're going to get good education. Where do you think success lies? He goes, uh, you need to uh, acquire property. Where do you think success lies? Which one says successful are the believers? Allah Ta'ala answered it. But, what is the tafsir of that verse? In Tabarani, the hadith mentions that Allah Ta'ala created a paradise. And he goes, speak. And what was the first words that paradise uttered? Successful are the believers. That is what, so even paradise, he goes, this is success. So now look at the wording here in Sayyid Muslim. He used the same words. Successful man aslama, you've embraced Islam, alhamdulillah, we've ticked that box. Waruzika kafafan, have been provided with rizik which fulfills your basic needs. We've ticked that box. Waqanna ahullah, who Allah has made content with what He has been given. That is the condition that needs to be in place. If you get that condition and you take that box, then Allah will give you peace of heart and mind. So what's interesting, you get people, they're striving because I've got a comfortable home, I'm healthy, I've got food for the day, why am I still depressed? And then a person goes, the Prophet spoke the truth, he goes, yes, he spoke the truth, but it's not, there's something missing. And he goes, you're not content with it. So a person goes, how do I get content? <laughs> you start focusing on the akhirat. And then you really, truly are content. <laughs> because I don't want nothing from you. You start having this 
You start despising the world. You start noticing that. You have hated for it. For example, the same Sahab, Mu'ad ibn Jabal, he was, sorry, not Mu'ad, Musab ibn Umar, he was a very, very handsome, he was a cousin of the Prophet he was very handsome, he would wear clothes from different countries, he would get atar from different parts of the world, he never wore the same garment twice, some narrations mention. And the women would fall into swoon when they saw him. He was that handsome, so handsome, so beautiful. So what happened? He embraced Islam. Some time passed. His complexion changed. When his complexion changed, what happened? The Sahaba started looking. And they actually thought something's, you know, happened to him. So the Prophet ﷺ, he saw Musab and his eyes started shedding tears. And he goes, look at this man. Allah has enlightened his soul. And now he has con- he has contempt for the world. So what happened? He changed. He wanted everything, the finalities of the world. When Iman started growing, he had contempt for it. And then he started wearing really simple garments. Because hardly covered his, you know, his odor. And he was martyred in the battle of Uhud. And the shroud couldn't cover him properly. So what happened to Mu'ad? This is what happens. He left the delights of the world. He was now yearning for the Akhirat. Allah fulfilled this. So he was content. That's another important point. He wasn't thinking, look, I'm smashed up now. Before Islam, I was solid. He was so happy that he was in that condition. Indeed, the world itself is now taking his final breaths coming to the end of its lifespan. <laughs> How do we know? Yeah. In Imam Ahmad in his Musnad is Hassan, our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, the likeness of myself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the hour is like two horses racing. The likeness of myself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the hour is like two horses racing. So think about that. So one is Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the Qiyamat horn blowing is the other horse. And they're competing, the Prophet said. I'm competing with it. So what was he highlighting? Because don't think there's a huge gap between me and the hour. Because we're competing. Our exalted unparalleled messenger also said, in Imam Ahmad's Musnad is Hassan, the likeness of myself and the hour is like that of a man sent out by some people as a scout. Then when he felt woody that the enemy would get there first, he began to wave his garment, signaling, you are under attack, you are under attack. He added, I am like this. So let's look at this. So in this authentic report, Imam Ahmad's Musnad, the Prophet wasallam said, the likeness of the hour and myself is I have been sent ahead. So what does that mean? So when you've got warfare, you send a scout ahead to see how strong the enemy is, how near they are, get the details. Because I've been sent ahead. And when I, and look what he said, he goes, I am greatly worried about the enemy. I, and I wave my garment saying, you are under attack. <coughs> he goes, this is my likeness with the hour. Meaning, I'm so close to it. I have been sent so close to the hour. It almost preceded me. 
This is in Imam Ahmad's Musnad. Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani states, Hassan in his Fat al-Bari, 11-348. So now a person gets confused. He goes, 1,430 plus years have elapsed since the Prophet left the world. He goes, yes. And he said that the hour almost preceded me. But it hasn't. So before going to that, what have the scholars mentioned? The ship is now sinking. <laughs> and instead of being worried of getting off it, we are still making ourselves more comfortable within it. <laughs> so imagine you're on the Titanic. And there's a guy in ballroom dancing. Like, the ship's going down. Because you're in last dancing, Anna. You're thinking you've, you've lost it, right? Get off the ship! Which person would take the side of the ballroom dancer? Unless he's lost the plot. So what are the Muslims doing? They're dancing. Ships sinking, they're dancing. And the person goes, what do you mean? Where, where's, where's text for that? And all of what I just mentioned is the text. The ship is sinking. So now we need to get off safely. But we're making ourselves comfortable in the sinking ship. As our beloved messenger so beautifully said, the last hour has drawn near. Yet people are becoming more eager for this world and drawing further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is in Hakim in his Musadrat 4-324 Sahih. And Shaykh al-Bani Rahmatullah states Sahih in As-Sahihah number 1510. So look at this very interesting contrast that's taking place. The first thing the Prophet said, Sahih Hadith sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is drawing near. Nobody denies that. Yet, People are becoming more eager for the world. Ballroom dancers again, I told you. Ship, ship, ship sinking, they're dancing in the ballroom. Because they're becoming more eager for the world. And thus, they are drawing away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Prophet now told you something else about the world. You get more attached, you go further from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can't have both. So, even logically a person, this is what Hazrat Ali was saying, Sayyidina Ali Karramallahu Wajh, what did he say in Fat al-Bari? He said, the world is going further away from you with every breath. And the hereafter is getting nearer to you with every breath. And yet, people are yearning for the dunya. So logically, forget about Islam. Somebody goes, what's coming nearer? Because the next life... Can I get further away from the next life? No. You can't. You, you, whether you like it or not, you're getting closer to it with each breath. The world. Can I get closer to it? No. No matter how much you try to attach yourself to it, it's going further away from you. So logically, what will the person deduce? He goes, forget the world. I can't get closer to it. It's gone. I need to focus upon my destination. The Prophet said, no. People are becoming more eager for the world and drawing away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What stage will it reach? In Imam Ahmad's Musnad, Ibn Kathir's tafsir, the people were very happy once when the people embracing Islam. So loads of people were embracing Islam. I think this was during the jihad, the conquest. So one of the companions wept. I think it's Jabr radiallahu. He goes, why are you weeping? So Jabr radiallahu said, I'm weeping because I heard Rasulullah say, 
just as people enter in enter into Islam in crowds, they will leave Islam in crowds. So we haven't experienced both. That's the shocker. First, we see people embrace Islam in crowds, driblets. That's what we see. There was a time when there used to be like villages embracing Islam. Imagine, possibly nations embracing Islam. You think, what is going on there? But the Prophet said that time is coming when it's going to reverse. Why is that happening? Because they're getting attached to dunya. They're drawing further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what really such there would be reached to finish? In the Burani authentic, the hadith says, the masjid will be full, but there will not be a single believer. The masjid will be full, i.e. of so-called worshippers. But there will not be a single believer, meaning it's all become just, you know, robotic <laughs> culture of Islam. People just going in and out, going through the motions. What's caused it? Because they've attached themselves to the dunya. So note, in this blessed month of Sha'aban, we should focus upon this. Why? Because our deeds are being presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course, we ask the Almighty and Glorious to help us with regards to this most important of matters. And to accept our poultry deeds by his great kindness and mercy. Amen. So all I mentioned was a few reports with regards to reflections on the afterlife. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? Subhanallah <laughs> <laughs>